You're listening to the 5-Minute Friday podcast episode of The Aligned Self. This is your host, Daniel Danovi. Okay, 5-Minute Friday, a short and concise podcast episode of The Aligned Self designed to leave you with a question, an idea, a strategy, a tip, a hack in order to give you greater access to your conscious awareness, evolving your conscious awareness, or give you greater mastery over your mind. Hello, friend, and welcome into this 5-Minute Friday. Today, I'd like to share with you a concept of human potential and give you an idea of what it's like to live at the pinnacle of human achievement, at the pinnacle of human expression. Pinnacle meaning the top, the highest, the best expression, the most (laughs) elegant expression of what it means to be a human being. This is the focus of my signature coaching program, The Aligned Self, which if you've been listening, you've heard about. But I'm just going to put that idea aside for now and introduce you to the concept of self-actualization. Now, if you've studied psychology in high school or college, you've been introduced to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's that pyramid diagram that lists layer by layer the human needs, the human wants, the human motivations or drives, the things that drive us forward to accomplish in life, to meet our physical needs, our emotional needs, and the needs of the ego. And according to Maslow, Once we satisfy these lower needs, we naturally orient ourselves to fulfilling our potential. In his estimation, it only occurs in 1% of the population. And what follows is a description of what it means to be self-actualized. Now, from Maslow's point of view, to be self-actualized is to actualize your true self, the part of you that's inside, that is waiting to get out, that has been pushed down, hampered by the demands of just surviving as a human being. When one is self-actualized, there is an acceptance on every level. We completely accept ourselves for who we are and who we aren't. There's a dramatic shift in what motivates us. You see, the majority of the people, and if you go by Maslow's numbers, 99% of the people are oriented around overcoming their deficiencies. If you look at the self-development process, the coaching world, you know, just the whole path of human potential and human achievement, the goal is to overcome your deficits, to become something with the idea that you're not there now. We're invested in proving ourselves, receiving acknowledgement and validation and affirmation from the outside world. For someone somewhere to say, hey, you made it, you're a success. And granted, these individuals accomplish or can accomplish a great deal in the pursuit of, you know, trying to outrun their deficiencies. The majority of people are in that place. But at the end of the rainbow, there is little self-satisfaction. When I first discovered that a lot of people who accomplish a lot, have achieved a lot, have have the certifications and the diplomas, they still have, when they look in the mirror, a sense of self-degradation. They don't feel like they're enough. It, It totally blew my mind. Once upon a time, I was dating a college professor, and I was not a student at the time. I was 
I was an adult. I was out in the world and it was, she was a peer. I don't know why I needed to qualify that or felt like I needed to, but uh, I was not uh, a, a Mrs. Robinson kind of deal. No, uh, but I had gone to these faculty parties when we were dating and I would talk to the other professors and these are people with PhDs and two PhDs and they still had a sense of self that was less than. They had accomplished a lot. They had the numbers. They had the affirmations. They had the approval. They had the research papers and the grants, you know, and still they felt like they weren't enough. Yet all their accomplishments were, were, were accomplished because of they were trying to make up for this feeling that they weren't enough. They wanted at some point to reach that validating step, that validating moment where they could look at all their diplomas, look at all their, you know, their peer reviewed papers and say, hey, I made it. But I have to say this dilemma is not just a present in academia. It's a present all over corporate America. Now, the difference between someone that is self-actualized and the 99% of the other people is that when you've reached a point of self-actualization, you're no longer driven to make up for a deficit. You're interested in growth for the sake of growth. You're interested in learning for the sake of learning. You're, you're interested in wondering and fulfilling the wonder, the curiosity. I wonder what's possible. And I have to tell you, when you come from that place where you're not trying to make up for anything, and you're just curious about how high is high, how great can you be? How much can you accomplish just to see what's possible? There's a completely different sense of relationship to reality. There's a completely different sense of self. There is a sense of peace and equanimity in your being. Like no matter what happens around you, you you have this solidity in who you are. When I was first introduced to the concept of self-actualization, I knew for myself that's where I wanted to end up. That's what I wanted for my life. I wanted to fulfill on my potential. In fact, that's actually my mission, my personal mission for my life, to realize all my potential and to know at any given moment, I have no idea what the limit of that is. You see, when I was in uh, eighth grade, I was 13, and I had been introduced to the idea of potential but I was curious on what it was. I was seeking the answer. What is potential? And really to, to find a definition, a working definition that I could hang on to and grasp and, and really make work for myself. Because everything that I had heard other people say and what I read just didn't resonate. And through that question, I had attracted a book that I was flipping through and I saw the answer. I saw the quote. It rose up off the page. And the quote was this. The ceiling to your potential is determined the moment you say, I can't. And in that moment, I had a full body cascade biochemical storm, that aha moment. And my, my entire nervous system was rewired. And in that moment, I realized that I determined what my potential was, not the external world. I got to say, now I have to qualify that moment. What life was like before that realization I didn't really like myself very much. I didn't have, I didn't have good self-esteem. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have many friends. Uh, none of the popular friends. You know, I had some friends, but they weren't popular. They were kind of geeky like me. 
But the moment I was introduced to that, that quote, that concept, I could now look in the mirror and see all my deficits, not as deficits, but as unrealized potential. I would look in the mirror and see all these things that I at one time saw as being wrong with me. And I thought, this is unrealized potential. If I could just develop myself here and develop myself there. Oh my God, the sky's the limit. It's almost like being, you know, an artist and you just love color. And someone walks you into a room that is a blank canvas, doesn't have any decorations, no paint on the walls, And they say, go at it. What fun. So this whole idea of of fulfilling my potential fed right into the concept of self-actualization. Now, there is a level beyond self-actualization. It's self-transcendence. It's samadhi. It's enlightenment. It's a spiritual connection where you evolve past the identity of the self, past the identity of the ego. And I'll probably talk more about that in the future as a spiritual pinnacle to reach. But for now, we'll just talk about self-actualization. And so this concept of self-actualization has been the focus of my Align Self coaching program, the framework that I developed to bring you to a sense of self. It's in order to eliminate the deficit. It was created in order to give you a, a sense of power, a concentration of power, and a sense of self, one that is chosen by you, for you. The artist Michelangelo, considered to be one of the greatest sculptors of all time. He painted the Sistine Chapel. I know that's not sculpture, but it's one of the things that he's done. But he would create these marvelous sculptures. People would ask him, how did you know? How could you decide what to chip away in order to create the sculpture? Because he sculpted an angel. He sculpted David. He sculpted the Pieta, the Madonna and Jesus, her holding Jesus after the crucifixion. It mesmerized me as a kid, but it was interesting, and I always remembered this when I found out that he said this. He didn't create the sculptures. The sculpture was already inside the block of marble. All he did was chip away the excess to reveal the art within, to reveal the sculpture within. So this plays right into the concept of Maslow's concept of self-actualization. See, he felt that who you were inside was already inside. And so through the process of just fulfilling your basic needs, you know, your, your shelter, your food, your, you know, needs of the ego, socialization, and the programming that came with that from your parents and social groups and inevitably you know, the shadow beliefs that were there, and that's Jung's world, not Maslow. But Maslow had this belief that inside you, you have genius-level ability, genius-level skill that you can express. There's nothing for you to become. There's nothing for you to, you know, arrive at. Nothing for you to seek. You see, a lot of you guys call yourself seekers. I'm seeking knowledge. I'm seeking wisdom. The wisdom is already within you. It's just your programming that gets in the way. It's just your your ill-conceived sense of self that you've adopted along the way that is getting in the way. And one of the beautiful things about meditation is that if you do it long enough and sustain it, you'll reach a point where you get to your bones that you are not your mind. You are not your thoughts. You have thoughts. 
But there is something more. There's something greater that lies beneath. And once you touch that, once you access that, the sky is the limit. You are one with everything. So, self-actualization. Can you imagine an existence where stress is hardly even present in your life? Where you have a sense of control about who you are and your day and your response. You have a sense of resilience. You're not dependent upon outside validation to know that you're okay. You spend each and every day knowing you are enough. And you're in the adventure of discovering what's possible for you and your life. You're interested in your relationships, in diving deeper, not in hiding. Like, how can I become more intimate? How can I become closer? What would it be like, instead of striving to become something, that you thrive in life? In fact, every area of your life works. How can you make your life the story of your self-expression? This is the promise of becoming self-actualized. This is the goal of my coaching program, The Aligned Self. So if you're interested in discovering what's possible for your life, join me in The Aligned Self program. Visit me at yesdaniel.com, follow the links, check it out, get registered today. We're about to start soon. And if the program is beyond your reach, continue to listen to The Aligned Self podcast, because every episode, every topic, everything I talk about is designed to deliver you eventually, to self-actualization, to reach the highest potential of what's possible for you. So as we come to a close, consider the question, what would life be like if I was operating at the highest levels of my potential? How much joy could I have? How much could I really be satisfied with life? What would life even be like? So until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals. Remember the answers are within as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs>